listening to Unleash with Shirin Merchant and I'm Mitali Parekh. Hi Lena. Hi. Lena is a research scientist with a PhD in human molecular genetics. Lena Ukin. Yes. So, we're going to talk we're going to get cerebral in this one. Okay. This little podcast. Um you are interested in genetics, that's what your mm-hmm, research mm-hmm. was on yeah. human yeah. genetics, but yeah. also now you're fascinated by dog genetics yes. right keeping genetics of behavior in mind uh, fear aggression calm dogs confident dogs what should we look for in a pup when i go to choose a pup when you go to see a litter of pups hmm. what you see but what i mean to say is in terms of personality hmm. okay behavior is nothing but personality right. at that level right um it's of course driven by genetics right it's right. Di- driven by their because at that point they have they have not been exposed to the environment at least to the outside environment yet mm. so what you're getting is kind of raw what they've come from the womb and of course uh, what they have faced um, in the mother's womb as an environment okay. so of course it depends uh, it matters what the mother has faced right, right? stress yeah like but majority yeah. of it is is its genetic that it's gotten from the parents so the number one thing that i tell people is to first check out the mother and the father what right. is their personality because Right. half of the story comes from there hmm. you have a fearful mom you have a fearful mom that's gonna um uh, who doesn't trans- like humans yeah and that's going to translate into the into the children at some point whether that says fear has come from the mother's genetics or whether the fear has come while she was carrying the puppies you may not be able to differentiate hmm. but when those puppies um if you see slight fear and this is the test that are most uh, pet parents to do is to do a recovery test okay recovery test means yeah, can you be scared of something of course you can be scared of anything i i, I put a loud noise i jump in front yeah. of your face i startle yeah. we look for the recovery rate in a puppy yes yes because um, um and it's completely normal for any any puppy to be scared of something or get startled with something or even be curious about something yes. even curiosity is a, a, a reaction it's part hmm. of your personality so then the whole thing is about how quickly can i distract you or how quickly can i can you recover from that right and if recovery is fast enough then you can work with that puppy right yeah and then i won't worry about it but if your recovery is not fast enough and you're in that state hmm. of fear for a really long time hmm. then i would warn the owner saying that this is what you're going to face even when the dog becomes an adult hmm. or this is something that you really have to work hard and that part of this can be genetic right And so what can I expect if I see a calm puppy as opposed to when I see a fearful puppy later on as he or she grows so up? So this is tricky. Yeah? Um, yeah, I would say that um, if, if you see a calm puppy, hmm. and I would say, oh, is the mother very calm? And hmm. then the breeder will say, yes, the mother is also very calm. Hmm. The mother's mother was also very calm. Hmm. And the grandmother too was the calmest of the lot. Hmm. Let's just, he says hmm. something like that. Hmm. Then I'm going to be a little bit worried. Okay. Because in the, in, in the genetic field, what, you, what we have figured out is that fear is, fear is nothing but in the same axis as aggression. Okay. Okay. A dog that has a healthy sense of fear is hmm. actually oh. for me the ideal dog. Okay. Because the dog that has a healthy sense of fear will understand or will be conscious of the triggers in its environment and understand when it has to retreat and when it shouldn't right. retreat. Okay. Fear right. doesn't always mean a bad thing. For survival, right? Yes. This survival. Is bad and, for me? Yeah. I and back. and, and uh, in, in, people will say, but in a house, what do you mean by survival? They're not getting hunted mm. by some tiger or yeah. something. But it's just the basic sense of, okay. Um, Approach a hot cup of tea, tea. Or the door bang shuts. Yeah. Are you supposed to move back? Are you supposed yeah. to... Uh, bark at it or whatever yeah. right so when you t- 
tell me that you have an extremely calm dog who also ancestrally has all calmness in its family mm. then it's a dog who doesn't have a healthy sense of fear right okay those dogs have now been seen that that in the brains of those dogs there's a little bit of change that mm. has happened and when they compare those brains to brains of dogs that suffer from epilepsy they found to be similar oh and then they found that these extremely calm dogs mm. then begin to start showing aggression wow and the study was done in golden retrievers it's supposed oh. to be the oh, no. uh, the sweetest of dogs yes. and the reason you see it in golden retrievers is because breeders are choosing for extremely calm yeah. dogs that's what we look for yeah, like a really calm goldie for. and then suddenly down the lane you're finding those dogs to become extremely aggressive um how do genetics play a role in a german shepherd's ability to control their impulses or any other breeds there's been a study done in german shepherds where they studied the presence or absence of a mutation in a particular enzyme and i want to call it a uh, tyrosine hydrolase or something particular particular enzyme which basically is linked to the serotonin pathway okay and when you have the mutation you have reduced serotonin and when you don't have the mutation you have normal levels of and what is serotonin do serotonin for us? is a brain chemical hmm. that um determines um how calm you can stay how focused you can say how how it deals with your attention focus impulsivity right. Right. Um, pathway. Right. And what they have found out of that that if dogs that don't have that particular or do have that mm. particular mutation, then then they suffer from being not being able to focus, and oh. their impulsiveness is higher. higher. So the study was done, if I'm not wrong, for figuring out which dogs can go into military training. Ah. So you needed a particular personality of dogs of German Shepherds to go right. into military training, and they figured that certain dogs didn't make the cut because they had this particular genetic mutation. The study was all about like how you can use a genetic mm. marker to then figure which dogs dog would be good for the job. Yeah, yeah, yeah. right. Yeah. Uh, what about behaviors like separation anxiety and fear? Can they be inherited? Yes, of course. Um, so again. things can be inherited directly from the mother so that the mother has that particular code in the body it's went to the child so the child has the same thing it could be that the mother doesn't have the genetic code in the body but while it was pregnant with the litter it got exposed to a trigger that caused her extreme fear so the dog has it mm. it could be that the dog when it was born didn't have the fear but then while in the first month or two months mm. of its life picked up the fear and got imprinted because, because the mother it. reacted the owner reacted the dog reacted mm. and it's happened in that particular period of its life and we call it imprinting right where once it happens there's no way to remove it okay? so this is all of these three variables reacted say to a loud sound yeah so now this puppy has learned yeah yeah and to be afraid the of the reason i'm uh, categorizing them in this way is that these are not so i cannot say they're genetically inherited right. but they fall in the same category that they cannot be removed okay okay so as okay. a no you have to understand oh, these are fears that This is my dog's personality. Yeah, I'll have to work with. I'll have to work okay. around it. Hmm. Uh, with it. And then there are dogs who have developed it over time. They've learned behavior. Then hmm. I can training can be a little bit more helpful hmm. to them. Hmm. What you'll notice is that some dogs that have fear can be pushed to a certain extent. Like they have, they have extreme. Sometimes it is hmm. extreme fear, but it's not genetic fear. Okay. It has picked it up from at some point. It has picked it up because let's say for dogs that have come during lockdown. They've right. never gone out. So yeah. poor socialization yeah. has caused them. Yeah. And uh, so they're scared of traffic yeah. sounds and Whatever. people loud, yeah. Yeah. large things. And people, let's say the they have come to you. Let's say post the fifth month where we mm. normally shut down shows. Right, you still find them that you are able to push them to a certain extent right. because it's not genetic fear. Right. So uh, I think this idea that what, whether it's genetic or not, whether it's now locked into their personality or not, helps you in deciding what kind of training you're going to do. 
Would you say aggression is also inherited like this? Of course. Yeah, aggression is definitely aggression. Uh, aggression is nothing but some kind of a little bit of a, uh, again a brain activity that's gone mm. wrong, right? We talked about the calmness, the fearfulness, mm. and mm. aggression is the third part mm. of it. So of course, there's a genetic component to it. Dogs are born with aggression. Genetic mm. aggression cannot be cured. Right. Um, technically, those dogs should be put down because um, they don't. They're not compatible with humans. They impose very high risk. To humans. To humans, to other animals. Right. Uh, and uh, they should not be bred from. Yes. So they should, ideally should be put down. You also find that aggressive brains, genetic aggressive brains might also have other but nervous disorders. Aren't some dogs bred for high aggression? Yes, they are. Like the um, pit bulls. The pit bulls are something. Um, uh, the good thing about the pit bulls is that they were bred to have aggression towards other dogs. So right. they're very human friendly. Because right. how, how can a handler handle a dog? Yeah. If wasn't friendly. yeah. But then uh, those dogs, then it's exactly. So when you get those dogs, yeah. you know exactly what you have to focus on. Socialization right. has to be done with lots and lots of other dogs and other animals so right. that the pit bull doesn't become aggressive towards those animals. Because it's genetically predisposed. Yes, genetically predisposed. But the, the point to be appreciated is that genetic aggression cannot be removed. In general, aggression cannot be removed once learned hmm. but genetic aggression is something that you are really Don't up against try. the wall yeah you're up against the wall can you tell us a little more about the genes that are connected to the production of dopamine and epinephrine and how it affects behaviors dopamine serotonin epinephrine these are all your feel-good hormones right okay. yeah these are these are the hormones that when you go for exercise hmm. it's, oh you hmm. have a big boost of yeah i can uh, take on the world yeah you drink a glass of milk just before sleeping you have a good amount of serotonin hmm. uh, all these are your feel-good uh, hmm. hormones it's the same applies to dogs as well hmm. uh, so the behavior if you're saying what is their connection you, that was yeah. the question right what's yeah. the connection so, the pro- so if there's low production of dopamine yeah i'll have a doggy who's not as Calm, calm, calm. Who's not as um, so? Of course, there's a background personality, right? So if you yeah. have a nervous dog, hmm. if I then took and you do this, like you take nervous dogs over treks, you hmm. see how calmness then comes and becomes yeah. a style of living. Yeah. Then if you have the, if you have a dog that is, high but that's working strong, on the nervous system. The yeah, trek yeah. works on. Uh, it's not a physical right it's working on your brain it's releasing hormones that then calm your brain down right so now if you have a genetic disposition that a certain amount of um, uh, chemicals are going to go up and down then I would make that dog do certain activities uh, sniffing activities or trekking activity or whatever to bring spike spike that hormone and bring the system to get calmer Uh Um, so when we say behavior, that's what it is, right? Um, when we talk about, let's say, trigger stacking, there are different dogs that react to... You keep the same set of triggers, let's say, mm. same set of five triggers, but some dog will react to trigger three, mm. will have a full meltdown. Some will have a full meltdown and trigger one, mm. and some will have a full meltdown and trigger five, right? All five. So, uh, and if you were to do a genetic study, I'm pretty much sure that you will be then able to categorize those dogs into these different... In this set of dogs, this genetic pathway is not working. And, and this is not working. Does the dog's uh, gut, the head of the gu- health of the gut, influence genetics as well? Is there a connection? When you say health of the gut, you mean like physically their stomach? No, no yeah, yeah, the the, the microbes in there in the gut. Because um, we're finding that out in humans. That yeah, yeah. Serotonin is ninety percent yeah. of it is generated yeah. in your gut. Yeah, right? yeah. I'm not sure if there's a particular study that's been done mm-hmm. in dogs yet, but it would make sense. Right. Um, if you, I was kicking yeah. stomach, yeah, yeah, I'm not getting enough serotonin. Yeah, yeah. And then also, like, if you had a dog who suffers from IBS or something like that. Mm. I mean, Irritable bowel nu- syndrome. Yeah, and because nutrition also plays a role in right. how, you, how you feel. How do you feel at the end of the day? Yeah. 
right yeah. like dogs also how do you feel at the end of yeah. the day yeah how do you feel when you eat lettuce yeah. as opposed to yeah. how do you feel yeah, when you eat exactly cake? um uh, take a take a indian dog hmm. who's come from the street who hmm. has fought all its life to uh, uh, find food right uh, you bring it home hmm. you give it all sorts of food from hmm. your house you have a happy dog hmm. then suddenly your vet says his weight is re- really high huh. you Uh, change the diet. Right now, if you've gone from regular mm. dal chawal type of with a little bit of mm. chicken thrown here and all of that mm. to a nice pure beef and pure fish yeah. diet and everything, now you have a dog who's extremely food aggressive. Apart from the fact that you've introduced high value food, uh, genetically, right, these rescue dogs from the street, genetically they have food aggression. Right, because they have to protect the food from the yeah. other dogs. Yeah. and when you bring a high I'm, value oh, food like the food aggression spikes right because i i want to protect yeah, this even yeah. more so genetically present but i can control it huh. by bringing keeping mid value food. food through the day not huh. putting it on a regime not putting on a strict huh. diet um because again like how do you feel at the end of the day oh i feel i am getting beef but i'm getting only two times a day and they're very strict about it they don't put one extra spoon also and they don't let me lick the spoon also oh, i'm going to fight for my food huh. So whose genes play uh, influence the puppy more the mums or the dads uh, both genes are hmm. important uh you know that it's the same set of genes right so hmm. if you're getting gene a from mum you're getting gene a from dad also okay. but what version you're getting hmm. and in combination what version is dominant hmm. is what determines the dog's personality but given that the puppy stays in the womb of the mother hmm. uh, for whatever hmm. number of days 60 or days um there's a whole influence of how's the mother feeling at the end oh, of the day whether she undergoes stress yeah. or she stressed was she happy? happy did she eat good food mm. uh, did she listen to a lot of background noise and so that the puppies are okay with it not okay with it right. um did she have a large litter such that the first puppy in the litter got x amount of a particular chemical and the 15th puppy got much much less mm. amount or okay. did she have just three in the womb that all three got the same amount of there so a lot right. of other factors play a role uh, which comes from the mother's side so right. i would say the mother has a bigger influence yeah, or taking care of or you taking care of the mother as a breeder plays Good. a very very important role so most people think that a dog should mate at least one in its once in her lifetime his or her lifetime because it's a natural impulse and What do you think? Do dogs mate? Do all dogs mate in nature? Ah, uh, no. In nature, all dogs don't do, don't mate. In nature, as is true for every other animal in the wild, the best should mate. Right. Why the should f- the second best or why should the weaker one mate? Because then their kids are going to be weak as well. They're going to be either not good hunters. They're not going to be good. They might be, be fearful. Yeah. Hmm. So only the alpha female and the alpha male mate. Hmm. And there's a system to it because the alpha females, when they go on heat. um they um generate a kind of stress mm. in the other females and so those other females don't go on heat wow so if there's wow. no other female go on heat so um, she's the only one yeah. who's going to get partners uh, yeah in the village you'll see one pack of dogs mm. and then much larger distance there's a second pack of dogs but in the uh, in the cities because food is so much available in terms Abundant. of garbage and feeders mm. and everything there are much 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 smaller 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 groups um there is no really fighting over resources so you have much more Um, mating happening because right. each female is in their own set of and they, where the other females are not and they don't have the stress of having to fight for food yeah. or territory yeah. here yeah. 
But from a biological point of view, when when pet owners ask, "Do I need to mate my uh, dogs?" Mm-hmm. Do they feel like mating um, yeah. if they are alone in the house? Yeah. No. But if they are not spayed or neutered, and you have another unspayed, uh, unneutered uh, dog, dog in the surrounding, does it chemically drive them to want to ha- mate? Yes, of course. Okay. Yes. Um, do males need to mate at all? No. You can. Um, they come of age. You can neuter them if you want, or you can. Um, keep them away from right. uh, unspayed females because if they do find a spay uh, uh, a female on it they are going to go for the dog you know right. hunt the dog their dogs who run out of their houses and everything it's good to mate your female dog because mm. um they're going through the cycles of heat yes. and you know same thing as uh, us humans the lining is formed and everything yeah. so there's a reset happens when the dog is going to give you know have puppies so if you have a really well temperament dog or something and you want to breed because you're a breeder i understand right. but as a general owner we tell them no let the first one and one to one and a half year get over mm-hmm. where the hormone requirement for the dog is done the female is yeah. taking all the requirement from the hormones yeah. and then you can choose to spay because from a health point of view then it makes sense Right. Um, to speak. But there's no need to. There's no need for the mate. dog to mate. No, there is no need. Okay, so you once said there exists a strong correlation between primary mating season of free-ranging dogs in India and the monsoons. Like, yeah. Why do all the dogs have puppies? That was a strange mating? thing. I came across a study that was done in Indian. When um, it rains. Yeah. When I would think that puppies wouldn't have a high chance of surviving. Yeah, and it'd be odd, right? You think, but why would you? Yeah. But then yeah. it's it's purely a, a chemical reason to it because the pheromones that are uh, uh, produced produced by the female hmm. dog who's on heat, hmm. it supposedly spreads better in the air in the monsoon season because of the humidity. Oh. And because it spreads better, it attracts oh. more male dogs. So the chance, oh. just the percentage. Oh. So the probability of finding yeah. a mate among that many males who come is higher, huh. and therefore the females, most females, give birth to monsoon. Oh, okay, <laughs> which is quite a cool fact. Okay, this was very interesting. Thank you very much. Thank for you for there. having me.